Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high-achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushado, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. Hi, 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 sweet friends. Did you miss me? It's been a whole week. (laughs) I missed you terribly. Life has been full lately, y'all. I can't even believe it's almost July. Like what? Between travel for work, onboarding a new member of my team, LCS certification, working with clients, it's been exciting, chaotic, amazing, difficult, and I just feel like things are happening, you know? Some of the breakthroughs I'm seeing with my clients have been truly next level, and I'm excited for month three of my certification where we're going to be diving into how to process feelings, stop buffering, and how to support clients who want to stop overeating, over drinking, overworking, all of the overing. I just feel like my brain can't even keep up with all the things I'm doing, and I really have to resist the urge to not make every episode of the podcast four hours long. (laughs) So much more good stuff to come, my friends. Plus, it's summer, at least at the time of recording this, and I've committed to myself to really make time for fun and for play and for rest. It's going to be great. And if you're interested in coaching with me, I'm opening up five spots in July for one-on-one coaching. So head to the show notes as usual and click the link to grab some time on my calendar so we can talk about your goals, the obstacles getting in your way, and come up with a plan to tackle them together. All right, let's get into it. So you've probably noticed that the content for my episodes typically comes from the clients I work with in my own coaching sessions with my coaches, things that I'm learning in my life coaching certification, and of course, from my personal and professional life. Now, it's no secret that life itself is a powerful training ground that is constantly serving us up lessons, group projects, and an endless supply of homework to help us build mastery. And as it is my mission here with this podcast and the work that I do, to be an example of what is possible and to give you the tools and show you what it looks like when you embark on a journey to become the best version of yourself, I really wanted to share something that's been coming up for me lately in the hopes that you'll connect with it, it'll maybe resonate with you, and hopefully you'll just feel less alone on your journey. Now, I've shared on the podcast in a few episodes some of the experiences and challenges I've encountered in my professional career over the last few years. So Cole's notes, moving to Montreal, the panorama hitting a few months later, moving back to Toronto last year, and then stepping into a people leadership role for the first time. I have certainly stretched and learned and grown immensely in the last three years. And I'm really proud of my resilience, my persistence, and my strength through it all. No question. But if I'm being honest, sometimes I feel as though I've lost a bit of myself. And maybe that's not like the best way or the most accurate way to describe it. But It's as though in the last few years, I've compartmentalized my life and adjusted ever so slightly who I am, how I behave, and how I show up to fit the environments that I'm in. So I kind of think about it like this. There's the national business manager, Sam. There's the life coach, Sam. The spin instructor, Sam. The friend, Sam. The sister, aunt, daughter, Sam. And all are me in their way. And yet some are versions of me that more often than not don't represent the person I most want to be in this world. 
And I really started thinking about this a few weeks ago when I was speaking to a facilitator that I'd brought in to deliver a series of workshops for our sales team during our national meeting. And I've worked with him several times in the last two years. So he has a really good sense of who I am in a professional setting. And we were talking about facilitating large groups, and I was commenting on how well he navigated a challenging group dynamic, and that I really admire his facilitation style. I shared that I love speaking and facilitating and really took a lot from his approach. And he told me that I had great presence, I'm a fantastic communicator, but something I'd need to work on was being really high energy and being able to motivate a group into action. Okay, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was a bit taken aback at first. I teach indoor cycling in a dimly lit room with music blasting and I'm up on a podium at least three times a week, motivating 50 plus people to push outside their comfort zones and try new things while wearing a sports bra. Okay. I think I know a thing or two about being high energy and motivating a group into action. Just saying. But it made me think, you know, (laughs) after I got out of my ego, I realized that at the end of the day, That wasn't the version of me I was portraying to him. He was seeing corporate Sam, serious Sam, cool, calm, collected Sam, the Sam who gets shit done, solves problems swiftly, and exudes control at all times. And I've been thinking about his comment ever since. Who am I being when I'm at work? And do I like her? Honestly, not really. I feel like the version of me who shows up at work is not consistently the version of me that I want to portray to the world. And it's been a sobering realization. Now, of course, while it's important to feel safe and comfortable to bring your whole self to work, it's reasonable that you dial some things up a little bit more and other things down a little bit more, and it's still you, but you're adapting to your environment and will obviously need to lean on certain skill sets and communication or working styles that suit the situation. I get that. But fundamentally, when it comes down to it, I still want to be me, you know? I still want to recognize and be proud of the me that shows up regardless of the setting, regardless of the situation, and regardless of who is present. Regardless. One 10-letter word, but it packs a punch. And when I asked myself the question, who do I want to be regardless? Here's what I came up with. I want to be someone who's an example of what's possible regardless, who motivates, inspires, and encourages others to do hard things, shoot for the moon, and go all in regardless. I want to be someone who is gracious, kind, compassionate, non-judgmental, and patient, regardless. I want to be someone that is reliable, steady, hardworking, dedicated, efficient, and creative, regardless. I want to be generous, loving, self-honoring, caring, grateful, optimistic, and curious, regardless. I want to be fun, playful, cooperative, flexible, agile, and successful, regardless. I want to be a teacher, a leader, a mentor, and a coach, regardless. And in a perfect world, I am all those things and more, but we don't live in a perfect world. The world is 50-50 positive and negative, which means bad things are still going to happen like natural disasters, global pandemics, recessions, and the overturning of landmark judgments that allow women the constitutional right to make medical decisions about their body, to name a few. And humans are still going to behave like humans do. Sometimes people are going to misunderstand you. Sometimes they will disagree with you, interrupt you when you're speaking, or think you're doing it wrong. Other times, people won't do things the way you think they should, at the pace you think they should, and won't take accountability for themselves or their actions. But here's the thing. All of those things are circumstances, and it is your thoughts about them that drive who you are being and how you are showing up in the world. And when we wait for circumstances to be perfect and everything to align just how we need them to be in order for us to show up a certain way, 
Not only do we disempower ourselves and abdicate responsibility for our behaviors, but we postpone showing up as who we want to be because things are never going to be perfect. And now I'll give you an example from my own life. I say I want to be a leader. I want to be someone who is gracious, kind, compassionate, non-judgmental, and patient regardless. And yet when projects take too long to move forward, people dismiss my ideas, talk over me, misunderstand what I'm saying, tell me I'm doing it wrong, or do things differently than I think they should be done. I can fully admit I don't show up as the best version of me. I'm reactive, impatient, visibly frustrated. I can sometimes pull back and disconnect or resort to hustling and overworking to prove my worth. I'm letting the circumstances dictate how I think, feel, and act, and I'm ultimately creating results in my life that have me showing up not as the person that I most want to be, but as someone whose way of being is consistently at the effect of other people and situations outside herself. Now, if I believe, which I do, that who I am is determined by what I think, then it stands to reason that taking actions from a negative place of frustration, of anger, of impatience, even if I get my desired results at the end, is not coming from the person that I want to be. Sure, the project gets completed eventually, and maybe the person eventually decides to adopt my approach or way of thinking. But was the method I used to get them bought in or pushing myself, working really long hours and not prioritizing sleep, nutrition, and exercise align with who I want to be? Was feeling irritated, frustrated, impatient, and judgmental aligned with how I want to show up in the world? No, definitely not. And what I've realized is that there are actually two ways to achieve the same result. One approach is focused on doing, and one is focused on being. As a millennial Enneagram 3 overachiever who is still very much unlearning that rise then grind until we got the job done refrain that glorifies overworking and constantly doing as a badge of honor, I'm working on slowing down so I can do a gut check on whether or not I'm in a state of doing that is incongruent of who I want to be. And if I am, then I need to utilize my tools and thought work to bring me back into alignment. And here's the other thing I realized. Our circumstances are simply reflecting back to us what's going on internally. We see our thoughts in motion. When you bump up against circumstances of your life, you're not bumping up against a reality. You're bumping up against your thoughts. So when you see suffering and pain in the world and you think life isn't fair, you've bumped up against your belief and the thought life isn't fair. And this is a huge distinction because who we are being is being reflected back to us. And so if you believe life isn't fair, you're going to see evidence of that. If you see the world as unkind, unjust, vapid, intolerant, you're going to see just that. You're going to experience just that. And in my example, if I think a project is taking too long to get moving and that there's too much oversight, then any delay or involvement by additional stakeholders in reviewing the project, for example, is going to provide more evidence to prove my thought true. However, if I want to be a leader who is patient, gracious, curious, and judgmental, regardless, I would need to think thoughts that would make me feel that way. Like perhaps they just want to get this right, or everyone is doing the best they can, or it's possible there are aspects of this project I haven't taken into consideration. See how that works? Now, don't get me wrong. This is not easy work, but it is worth it. It can transform your life if you let it. The world, other people, our life is our greatest teacher because it is a mirror that shows us what we think and what we believe. And we have the power to change it if we're willing to do the work and challenge our thoughts about the world, about other people, about ourselves, about what we believe to be true. And nothing has to change for your life to change except our perceptions. And I've talked about this on various podcast episodes. The only thing that needs to change for your outer world to change is you. 
And I'll leave you with this advice that I've been giving myself lately. Stop postponing who you are because the circumstances of your life aren't perfect. It is up to us to create who we are being in the world. So who are you being regardless of what's happening around you, of how people treat you, of your relationship status, the number on the scale, the amount of money you have in your bank account, how many clients you have when things don't go your way? Are you being the person you want to be or are you waiting for circumstances to change? I would highly encourage you to make a being list for yourself and ask yourself, honestly, who do you want to be in this world regardless of whatever and whoever is happening around you? And then practice living into that version of you every single day. Be willing to make mistakes, get it wrong and fall back into old habits. It's all part of the process. And awareness is the first step. Have grace with yourself. You are a woman in progress and charting a new path for yourself. So go easy. And remember, who you are being is always a choice you can make and claim and reclaim every single day. It is always available to you to be the person you say you are and the person you say you want to be. Don't give up. You can do hard things. Until next time, sweet friends. See you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry, the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushado on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.